0: Head to mikereinold.com slash knee for more information and to sign up today. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reinold Show, we talk about whether or not all baseball pitchers should be performing the sleeper stretch. The Ask Mike Reinald Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the Introduction to Performance Therapy and Training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I am here, Champion PT in Performance We got the the crew here again today, Kevin Coughlin, Dewesh Podell, Lenny McCrina, Dave Tilly, Dan Polt, Mike Scaduto, Lisa Russell, all here answering your questions. We're doing this for you. These aren't our questions. We didn't make these up. Sometimes I wish we did and we didn't, but these are your questions. We're here to help you you navigate um, how to get ahead in your career. Wow, I just came up with that. That was pretty cool. Uh, But anyway, uh, Len, what do we have for students today?
1: Students today, we have batting leadoff. We have Zach Leal um, with his uh, handlebar mustache. Uh, if you remember Raleigh Fingers in the 70s and 80s in Major League Baseball, that's who I first learned of this type of mustache. Uh, we have Ben. Uh, he's from NYU. We have Ben Fisher from uh, University of Kentucky. Uh, we typically have a University of Kentucky student in our summertime um, student um, rotations. And we have uh, Chris Fonzie Alfonso from Clarkson University in the great state of New York.
0: What do we got today for a question boys? Anthony from DC asks, when treating baseball players with shoulder pain and with normal total arc range of motion, is there any benefit to performing a sleeper stretch? Many ortho MDs in my clinic receives referrals from what all their baseball players performing the stretch when looking at current research, I'm not sure if this makes any sense. This maybe we're biased because we see this a ton, but I feel like this is like one of those things that like every doctor says, right? It's yeah. like they it's the, the, is this part of like their is this part of like MD school or something where they say baseball. It was passed down
1: in in their yeah in their residency and fellowship, just passed down from their senior doc to them,
0: which is crazy, Seattle, right?
1: Yeah. yeah work on sleeper stretch
0: yeah i mean i don't even think like the sleeper like not that many people were all over the sleeper stretch at the beginning of this like 20 something years ago like like not that many doctors were going around telling everybody to do this like i'm still surprised how this became like fundamental this is how you work with baseball players do is do the sleeper stretch so i don't know len maybe we just let's knock this one out quick i think Uh, To answer your question, Anthony, is no, right? I mean, you shouldn't apply any treatment that doesn't have a rationale, right? So what you identified was this baseball player has normal range of motion, according to you, according to that normal total arc, right? And what Anthony mentioned with that total arc is, remember, baseball players aren't supposed to be symmetrical. They're not supposed to have equal ER and IR on both sides, right? So maybe some doctors don't understand that. Right, so they think internal rotation is different side to side. That you must try to uh, make internal rotation symmetrical, um, which is but really I fun. see that a
1: lot. I see that a lot in, in some of the local area doctors when they send people to us. Um, they they have the kid like stand up and do this, and like, oh yeah, like you have loss of internal Oof. rotation. You need to crank yeah. on that. Like that's their simple test. Is just have them stand here, and this is my right hand. You can see I have less internal rotation on my right, but I play baseball on my right side, so it's normal, and that's what I show my athletes when they come in. I'm like, no, 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 you're fine. Let's we'll dive deeper into that because there's more to it than just standing this motion, you know. So, but like we definitely definitely see that.
0: That's crazy right there alone too. So, I mean, if, if you have a loss of 10 degrees of internal rotation and you have a gain of 10 degrees of external rotation, that is a bony adaptation that occurs. Right. So, and that's, that's, that's fine. Maybe some doctors don't understand that. So we talk about like, why are the physicians doing that? Maybe they don't understand that. So, you know, so Anthony, I mean, that's the first thing you do is you measure their ER and their IR. You come up with a total rotational arc. Right. Um, So put external and internal rotation together and have that total arc. And if it's symmetrical and the loss of internal rotation is equal to the gain of external rotation, then I think you have the ammo or the information, the data. It's really hard to argue with that to talk to the patient and the parent probably and just say, like, no, look, his motion looks pretty good, you know, and just say, like, no, you're, you know, you're supposed to be a little bit different. I am not worried about where you're at. I think I think that's a big one. Um, you definitely should not overstretch because what's going to happen if you overstretch your total arc now is just making up numbers. But instead of being 180 degrees symmetrical on one side, you if you add 10 degrees more internal rotation, you're going to have 10 more degrees of total rotation. Right. And that, that, that's a lot. You're destabilizing the joint and you're doing it in a very aggressive torquing manner with the sleep stretch. Right. So I sincerely have not performed the sleeper stretch for over 15 years. Like not once, not once. You know, I mean, I, I just, I, I really don't, I I've been trying to tell everybody for 15 years to stop doing this. None of the players I work with, which is probably a lot more than most people have a loss of internal rotation that I'm worried about. Right. And, and if they do, we maintain it usually with soft tissue, not by torquing it with a sleeper stretch, right. Because they'll have soft tissue adaptations just from throwing yesterday. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know what else, anything else, Len?
1: Yeah, I mean, I get it. They lose internal rotation after throwing acutely. We showed that in a study um, years ago. So I get it that doctors are trying and PTs are trying to use this stretch as a, as a way for the athlete to self stretch them out. But like you said, I think uh, you know foam rolling or lacrosse ball or manual therapy from a PT or a strength coach or an athletic trainer it more than adequately gets that motion back. And we have other issues, other low-hanging fruit usually with the athlete than trying to get five or 10 degrees of internal rotation. Um, they usually get weaker as the season goes on, or they're weak in general on the throwing side. We see that a ton. I say 90% of the kids that come to us and we measure their strength with the handheld dynamometer are weaker on their throwing side than on their non-throwing side. Um, and so I mean that's the low-hanging fruit right here, is get them stronger, especially the 15, 16, 17, 18 year old who's just not developed, has not developed a strong body. Um, to get them stronger and then everything else usually falls into place. Um and you start working on mechanics and you start going higher level stuff. But sleep a stretch to me, um, having a kid lie on their side and just kind of crank on their shoulder is just is just a recipe for disaster. And I pulled that out of exercises on numerous people and their shoulder just magically improves because they're not impinging essentially their shoulder every time, you know,
0: that, yeah, that's actually a good tidbit that we can share. I don't mind sharing this with everybody too, even though it, it, it keeps us <laughs> in business. But I, I think one of the keys to our success on people that fail physical therapy elsewhere, and then come to us, the first thing we do is take away their sleeper stretch. And that's probably what puts them over the edge. Right. So they think we're, we're really smart. Right. But in their, their past therapist, like wasn't doing things right, but it was just taking one thing away. And oftentimes that was it. So, uh, so I, I, you know, to summarize, maybe our shortest episode ever, which I think is great, but like a good point that, you know, that Lenny makes here too, is, is if you have normal total rotational arc, right. They're equal symmetrically. Of course we don't do sleeper stretch, right. Because they don't need more motion, right. We wouldn't do something they don't need. Right. But even if they do have less and it's because of internal rotation being a little tight, we still don't do sleeper stretch. Right. So um, we 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 you know work the soft tissue and it comes back you know instantly with most people because you don't want to just blindly torque when you blindly torque and stretch something you don't know what structures you're doing are you working on the capsule you're working on the ligaments you're working on the muscles like you know I mean that's just a blind stretch so we want to focus on the thing that caused their acute loss of motion and that was soft tissue tightness with their muscles right so so no we don't do sleeper stretch if you have normal motion and even if you don't We still don't do a sleeper stretch, right? There's other ways to gain internal rotation. So check it out. I'll put it in the show notes here for this episode. But like we get, you know, I have a bunch of articles on this, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, this is our modern thought process about it. We still, I haven't done sleeper stretch in over 15 years, right? Barely did it. Even with modifications, I still don't think it's the way to go. So awesome. Anthony, great question. I know the physicians keep sending them to you. So um, all you can do is like, you don't want to be the contrarian. You don't want to like sound like you're arguing with the doctor, but like just measure them and say like, you know what? Today you look great. And if you ever don't, we'll, we'll work on it a little bit and we'll try to get that motion back. Um, right. And you show them that you get their motion back without the sleeper stretch. And I don't think they're going to care how you get there. Right. They just care about the end result. So awesome. Thanks, Anthony. Appreciate it. Great question. If you have a question like that, head to micron.com, click on that podcast link and be sure to go to iTunes, Spotify rate and review us. We'll keep answering these questions in the future. Thanks again. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast.